from starting out in a triathlon club for staff members at Disney World to now being a multiple Ironman finisher and online inspiration to thousands of followers. We've got a great guest on today's episode, so it is fantastic that you've been able to drop by and join us. Christmas is on the way, so consider this an early present. Amanda Kenny is in the house. Come on in. Hello and an absolutely huge welcome to episode 22 of Try Me A River. If you're one of our regulars, the pleasure is mine as always. If you are tuning in for the first time, it's so good to have you on board. This is a podcast all about the brilliant and often unpredictable world of triathlon. Sometimes we focus on big upcoming pro races, sometimes we chat to athletes involved at all different levels of the sport, and sometimes I just have a little vent about whatever is on my mind at any given point in time. Anyhow, Today, we're focusing on one person and one person alone. Someone who's gone from a gymnast and weekend triathlete who didn't even know how to swim to becoming an influencer and voice of encouragement and motivation for a whole community of everyday triathletes on Instagram. She was such a pleasure to spend time in the company of when we chatted last week. If you're a triathlete and you use Instagram, it's quite likely that you'll have bumped into some of her bright, bold and colourful posts. She's called Amanda Kenny and she lives and trains in Florida. In addition to her growing following on social media, Amanda was in the news earlier this year as she ran the world famous Boston Marathon with her good friend and occasional training partner Chris Nickich, who you may remember from last year when he became the first person with Down syndrome to complete a full Ironman triathlon. Amanda chats to me in today's episode about Chris and how he's inspired her in lots of different ways. But that's not all. She also talks about the close friends she's made in the sport, who are usually the reason she signs up for mad challenges. She talks about the sacrifices she's made for triathlon, about pedalling through flooded streets in Mexico during her recent Ironman, the importance of being real and honest on social media, and why she is not afraid of swimming with alligators. But you don't need to hear all of this from me. Let's get straight to it. When you look at Amanda's posts online and you see how super active she is every day, whether it's swimming or cycling or running or paddleboarding or doing handstands, she never really seems to stop. So I started out by asking her if this has always been the case and was she just as insanely active growing up? Yes. Growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. So I was in the gym like five days a week and and absolutely loved it. So that was all through high school. And then in college, I I took a break and became the the normal college student that drank and partied and didn't really care about being healthy and fit. But as soon as I graduated college and moved to Florida, I definitely focused in on training for half marathons. And that's kind of how I got into the triathlon space. And was there a spark after you got out of college that made you think, oh, I want to give this a try? Was there a certain person you met or an experience you went through? 
Yeah, actually, I was working at Disney at the time. And one of my managers was training for one of the Disney half marathons. And I was like, listening to him talk about it. And I was like, well, shoot, if, if he can do that, like, surely I can do it as well. So I, I actually ran track and cross country in high school, um, was decently good at track was terrible at cross country, though, I hated running anything over like 400 meters. Um, so it's kind of surprising that I ended up getting into endurance sports. But like I said, when I was working at Disney and heard him talking about, it, I was like, you know what, I, th- I think I want to train for a half marathon. So started um, running with the Disney triathlon team. And they're actually the ones that kind of introduced me into the world of triathlon and encouraged me to get a bike. And it just kind of like went on from there. So it was the interest in, in running the Disney races that kind of got me into the, the world of endurance sports. What does the Disney triathlon team look like? (laughs) Well, actually, I don't work for Disney anymore, so (laughs) I'm not necessarily involved in that. But honestly, it was it was more just getting with a group of people to go out and train. So just having like a group of people to to listen to their stories. And, and again, they were the ones that encouraged me to get a bike for cross training. And I, I probably hadn't ridden a bike since like seventh grade. So it's kind of ironic. I was just like, okay, let me get a bike and went out and rode with them. And then they were like, oh, well, you have a bike now. Like you should do a triathlon. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't even know how to swim. Like I do not like to put my face in the water, but again, like their encouragement to me just like inspired me to actually, I started watching YouTube videos on how to swim. And so I got in the pool and was like super awkward and couldn't even swim like one lap at all. But I had this idea that I wanted to do a sprint triathlon. So I just kept at it. And then sure enough, like maybe a year after I started running half marathons, I signed up for my first triathlon and I guess the rest is history. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. And it's it's interesting because lots of people would look at the idea of a triathlon, especially an Ironman like the ones you've done, and they would think, I can't imagine anything worse on earth than doing <laughs> a race like that that is just like physical torture for basically a whole day. Yeah. What What would you say to somebody who came to you saying that sort of thing? Yeah. So actually, even when I got into triathlons, I was not interested in doing a full Ironman. Like even after I did a half Ironman, I was like, I'm good. Like half distances are enough. Like I can't imagine running a marathon. And actually I had run marathons at that point too. So I was involved in endurance sports and still was like never doing a full, have no interest in that. And then again, I got with my friends and a bunch of people were signing up for Ironman Florida. And I guess I just fell into the peer pressure and like the idea of all of us training together and very like socially motivated. I rarely ever trained by myself. So it honestly was like the encouragement of my friends and like the FOMO of like, oh my gosh, they're all doing this race. I guess I want to do it too. And so sure enough, like that's how I ended up doing my first poll and really just being around like people that encourage you and people that are also interested in the same things. Like that is my biggest like motivator. And I would suggest like people go out and find groups because there are groups out there and it just makes those goals seem so much more attainable if you're doing it with other people. Mm. And do you find those friendships that you make are closer because you have to go through something hard together? Yes, absolutely. They're my training buddies are like literally my best friends. And I found that most of my friends are either triathlon people or marathoners because it's just, it's a lifestyle. Like I go to bed early on Fridays and Saturdays. Like I don't go out and, you know, party at night and stuff because I have to wake up at like 6am. So yeah, the people that I train with are my best friends. I don't know what I would do without them. And obviously like going and running 15 miles, you have quite the time to learn about each other. So it's just nice to be around like-minded people. And like I said, just encouraging each other and, and kind of going through that training process together. And then obviously like racing and stuff, having your best friends beside you is, is awesome as well. 
Yeah. And when you're chatting about racing, you've just recently done a very, very big race. Prior to hearing about your adventures out in Cozumel, the one reason I knew about that place is because that's where Johnny Brownlee had been carried over the finish line by his brother. I don't know if you remember that a few years ago in a race in Cozumel. Yeah. That was yeah. my, my one abiding memory of that place in Mexico. But I didn't realize they had an Ironman event and you did that a few weeks back, didn't you? Yeah, it was like 10 days ago. So very fresh off of the Ironman Cosmel train. And yeah, that was something I, I actually signed up for the race like over a year ago. So we've been training for it for quite some time. And that's my second full Ironman. So definitely a big accomplishment and happy that it's over. <laughs> what is it like? I, I, I've done a couple of Ironman races myself. And um, in some ways, it feels like a lifetime. In some ways, it goes past in a flash. But like, what, what were your memories of that day? I think the biggest memory was the crazy weather. So obviously every race has its challenges and we were there, you know, a few days before the race and it was just raining like crazy and all the streets are flooded. Mexico does not have drainage. And so we knew that that day was either going to be just like super wet and miserable, like that the roads were probably going to be flooded and they, they definitely were. So um, it was raining terribly at the start line. Thankfully, it wasn't cold, but it still was just pouring rain. The swim went beautifully, though. Nice current aided swim. So I got out of the water and was like, dang, look at my time. I was like so excited about it. But then on the bike, it just was raining like almost the entire time. So everything was soaked. Um, when we went through town, there was water up to our pedals. Um, so we were going through some like really flooded streets and stuff, but happy to get off the bike. And then again, on the run, everything was just soaking wet they ended up running out of water on the course which is just crazy none of the aid stations had water um so thankfully i had a bottle you know hand bottle that i was running with and just yeah i was so happy to cross that finish line for a variety of reasons but um really happy with my overall time i just i surpassed all the goals that i had so happy to add another race to my list and it will be a while before i do another four <laughs> and i think i'm good <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever bring spare socks with you when it's soaking wet like that? I do. Well, they ended up just getting wet again anyway. So <laughs> yeah. they change socks, but yeah. when the roads are flooded and everything's just like wet and you're obviously wet. Yeah. I mean, I, I tried my best and thankfully somehow I didn't end up getting any blisters, but a lot of my friends' feet were terrible after the race. So thankfully I was good. But yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're that wet, your feet are just like have been wet on the bike for like six hours yeah blisters are kind of inevitable but yeah it was it was a crazy day glad i'm done with that i'm enjoying some rest and relaxation now um over the holidays and stuff so yeah iron my cosmo is done <laughs> <laughs> well well done a lot of people will know you through instagram and what what i wanted to ask you was was there a point in time where you thought this would be fun to put this out online to inspire other people to show them what life in triathlon is like or did that just come about very naturally so Instagram's like a funny thing because yeah, I never had any intentions of like becoming a, a personality or whatever you want to call me on Instagram. Um, I have always loved to take photos. So I think that's kind of how I initially got into it. Um, I've always like ever, literally ever since I was a little kid, I was like, mom, take my picture, mom, take my picture. And so 
I have always done the photography aspect of it. And so I just started posting and originally I shared, you know, my family and, you know, my social life and that sort of thing. But honestly, I just felt like people related more to the training aspect of it. And so I kind of have like gone into that niche of just sharing the training and the active part of my lifestyle. Um, but yeah, it's kind of turned into something a little bit bigger than I thought. I mean, I started gaining, you know, some followers and, and that sort of thing. And it's just, it's kind of fun to share my life. And um, obviously it's not, you know, everything about me, but I'm happy to share parts of my training if it can inspire other people and, you know, motivate others. I'm, I'm all about it. And it does, it does. But as we all know with social media, you, we all try and portray a, a positive, sort of more carefree version of ourselves. Do you ever have really tough days in training, but you oh, feel yeah. like you, you need to put a photo out that doesn't necessarily show how you're feeling? Yeah. And honestly, I would say I'm a pretty outgoing and just like positive person anyways, but not going to lie. The last like three weeks of Cozumel training, I was so over it. I was like, this is terrible. I'm done with this. And I talked about that. I feel like a lot of people related to just being over it mentally and really physically too. So I feel like to be just transparent about kind of where I'm at, sometimes I'm really excited to go work out. Sometimes I dread it. So I try and be as real as possible with everything because I think that is what people actually relate to. There are two things I want to talk about. One of them is behind you at the minute and I will get to that in a minute. (laughs) And the other thing that I want to start with is your bike which is just the most incredible looking thing I think I've ever seen somebody cycle on. It's like this multicolor masterpiece. Can you tell me a bit about where you found that? Did you design that yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I was looking for a new tri bike just to upgrade and I love bright colors. I have since I was a kid, like when I was younger, I would tell my mom, like, mom, I have to have a rainbow swimsuit. Like I cannot wear anything but rainbows. And so I've just, I've loved colors my whole life. So when I was going to look for a bike, I honestly just could not find anything that was like, I don't know, bright enough for me. And so I was like, this is not going to work. I'm going to have to do something custom. So I researched a bunch of different options. Um, finally, came upon a guy named Ross Piper who actually lives very close to me and he custom paints bikes. And so I came up with the design like on paint. It was very elementary in my like drawing skills on paint on the computer and sent it over to him and worked with him. And he, we went and picked out paint colors, which was hard to do because it's actually car paint that he used to paint my bike and not many cars are like neon bright colors. And so that was a little bit of struggle, but he came up with an awesome, design that I worked with them with and like I absolutely love how the bike turned out so yeah it's definitely unique and it's definitely bright so it's exactly what I want it's got got a few couple like couple little custom accents it's got my initials on the side it's got a bible verse on the top tube um so yeah absolutely love it and I I definitely know it it stands out and can't miss me coming out of transition (laughs) yeah it's incredible it is absolutely stunning and everybody who's listening to this, they won't be able to see what I'm seeing. So I am in the most boring room at, in the <laughs> flat where I work at the minute. And you have got this huge array of medals behind you, like filling a whole wall. Do you have any favorites from all the medals you've got there in your collection? Any that stand out or are more meaningful to you? Yeah. So these ones over here, all of my Ironman medals. Um, so any of the Ironman races that I've done, halves and fulls. And then I actually haven't put up my Cosmo medal yet. So here's the Ironman Cosmo medal. And then um, I'd say the Boston Marathon medal, which is right here, is one of my favorites as well. Just such an iconic race. And I ran that race with Chris Nickich, uh, the first person with Down syndrome, to do a full Ironman. So it's definitely a special experience and just a, a great memory. 
Can you tell me a bit more about Chris and your day with him? Because, yeah, as you mentioned, he's just such a hero, hugely inspiring and so young as well. Like, I think he was 21 when he he did that Ironman race. And as you said, first ever person with Down syndrome to successfully complete an Ironman, just incredible in so many ways. What was that day like doing the marathon with him? Yeah. So Chris um, actually lives pretty close to me. So that's, we have kind of the same circle of friends. So that's how I ended up training with him. And then when the opportunity came up to run Boston, he actually was supposed to be doing Ironman Kona when that got canceled. Um, Adidas reached out to him and asked him to do the Boston marathon. So we had done a few workouts together and he ended up asking if I wanted to run with him. And I was like, absolutely. So it actually integrated really well with my Cosinal training because I was already kind of Ironman training. So ended up doing a few training runs with him and the the experience of Boston is like no other obviously everybody knows like the iconic Boston Marathon but just being there and seeing that and then also having the experience of running it with Chris is just it was amazing so um, like you said Chris is just such an inspiration to not only able-bodied people but anyone that has a disability or really just anybody that wants to get out and just break through barriers he's shown that really anything is possible if you put the hard work behind it and getting 1% better is, is such a good application to anybody's life. So it was an honor and a privilege to be able to run that race with him. And again, he just is showing people what is possible. And the fact that I was able to be a part of that journey and just, you know, get his message out to more people was, was an honor. Oh, it's just brilliant. I, I loved following the coverage of it. I was so happy that it reached such a big audience as well at the time. Absolutely. And I just, I was so happy to be able to share like his personality and just how much fun we were having on course. Like if you go to my Instagram and watch through the highlights of like what was happening during the race, he was like stopping and like booty dancing when there was music and he was giving hugs to like every person that had a sign and every person that was wearing those 1% shirts. And so it's just like showing his personality because he is such a fun character Um, being able to like show people that like through Instagram and kind of like the behind the scenes of it, I think was one of my favorite parts as well. Um, But yeah, that experience was just something like I will never forget. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to to doing more stuff with Chris in the future because he's, he's got a lot on his plate coming up for next year as well. With all the medals behind you, some of the favorite races that I have done have been ones that haven't given medals. So they've given like mugs or buffs or t-shirts or pot plants. If you were organizing an Ironman event and you were coming up with a prize to give people at the finish line, what would you give them? Oh, that's a really great question. I really like to dress up and do like costume stuff. Like any time that we can do like a themed party or something like that. So I'd probably have to come up with like a really good theme and then give somebody like some random accessory to go along with that. Let me, let me think on that and I'll come back to it. But yeah, I really like like the, the Tough Mudder race that I did. Here's like the Tough Mudder um, headband. And then I did another race that this is the crown. It's like a metal, like King's crown that they gave us. So yeah, we've gotten some, some weird, you know, kind of swag from races but that's that's what makes it fun i guess do you have any other big sporting goals now that you've sort of parked iron man for a little bit after cozumel (laughs) are there any things that you are aiming for in the kind of near future so I think the full Ironman training has made me realize that I really love half Ironmans. Like I really <laughs> enjoy the training of doing a half Ironman. So I think that that has just like reignited my focus on doing half Ironmans. But also I think the goal to do some marathons would be cool. Like now that I've done Boston, um, to be able to do like the six marathon world majors would be pretty neat. 
And yeah, I think also just focusing more on speed and maybe doing some PR races and then trying to break some PRs would be pretty cool. Would you ever venture into the world of ultra running, do you think? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) I think running 26 miles is crazy. But again, like I said before, I always said like, nah, I don't need to do a full Ironman. Like I'm good. So never say never. I think maybe if like the right opportunity came up or the right group of people like tried to convince me to do something again, I'm all about like training with other people. So if I have people to train with and it's going to be like a fun experience, like leading up to it, I could probably be convinced to do some other things, but that's not on the plate, (laughs) not on the to-do list anytime soon. Nice and simple question. Well, kind of what makes you happiest? Ooh, I think just being around people that I enjoy and like hanging out and just enjoying like other people's company. I'm again, I'm a very social person. So love hanging out with my friends and going out and and training with groups of people and stuff like that. So I think that's what makes me happy. Are there any people in particular who inspire you or did inspire you when you were younger? Ooh, that's a great question. Growing up, I was, since I was so big into gymnastics, all the Olympic gymnastics girls, like the Magnificent Seven, the 96 team, um, when they won the gold medal in Atlanta was, I had like posters of them on my wall. So obviously, you know, those, those kind of people, but I think like we touched on Chris, I mean, he is like, I, I knew him before he even did his first like half Ironman. So I was there when he did, like, it was kind of a mock 70.3 because his 70.3 race got canceled. So I think it's people like him where it's just like every day, maybe not like the top tier athletes, like the professional people that are also super inspiring. That just shows that like anybody can go out and do these type of events. Anybody can train for an Ironman. They just have to get 1% better. So, um, he's definitely my, my big inspiration lately. And what do you make of the surge in popularity in the sport of triathlon as a whole in the past few years? Because it's really like shot into the public domain. So we've got so many more races and in terms of mass participation stuff, it's it's grown massively. What, what do you make of that? And do you think there are any new things triathlon could try and do in the future? Yeah, I think it's great that triathlon is is expanding. I mean, obviously the more people that we can get into the sport is great. It's going to get people active, get people more healthy. Um, I think that's all amazing, but I definitely think there is an obligation towards race directors and towards, you know, people that are putting on these races to know where their limits are and know where accepting too many people is going to be a detriment to the event. Um, So for example, Ironman Cozumel, they had a lot of late entries, which, you know, it, it happens, right? But then you need to prepare. So we ended up, they ended up running out of water on the run course, which is a huge problem during, during any race, but much less during a full Ironman race. Um, so I think there's a fine line of like, yes, we want as many people to get involved in the sport as possible, but then as well, like, where do you draw that line where it becomes a bad experience for the people that are signed up because there's too many people on course, like the roads are congested or you end up running out of supplies. So love that people are getting involved, but again, just you gotta have a line at some point where you cut it off and say, okay, this is the maximum number of participants. This is the number of people that we can accommodate and, you know, still have a good experience for everybody involved. What is the best race experience you've had in terms of the the overall race, the organization? What would you recommend to somebody who's looking for a kind of niche triathlon to enter? 
Yeah, I don't know if, if any Ironman race is necessarily niche, but um, Augusta 70.3 is probably my favorite. I've done that race like three times. It's very beginner friendly. It's got a downstream swim, rollers on the bike, and then the run is primarily flat, but it's a really good spectator friendly course. And after doing a few other races and seeing how some races are so spread out and just hard logistically to get around um, has made me love the Augusta race so much more just because my family came they were able to see me multiple times like on the run um everything's within walking distance and stuff so that's probably my favorite race yeah I, I would go with that that's probably my favorite race do you take a day off on christmas day yes absolutely taking <laughs> taking off actually i'll take off like a week um for christmas and and fly home and, and enjoy that with my family and are there any big things you are hoping for in the coming year Ooh, the coming year, definitely more races, hopefully some PRs and uh, yeah, just getting faster, getting stronger and having some more fun memories. Last thing I want to ask you is about the stunning part of the world you seem to live in, like with the lakes that you go paddle boarding on I, yeah. and the crystal blue waters. It makes me so jealous every time I see them. What is that part of the world like? So I live near Orlando, Florida. So we're in central Florida. So I'm like an hour's drive to each coast. So I have beaches on both sides of me. Um, you mentioned lakes. We have a lot of awesome freshwater lakes that are around me. Um, specifically one that we call Lucky's Lake. And it's actually a gentleman's house that he opens up to the local swimming and triathlon community every morning but Sunday. And we go and we do uh, a 1K open water swim. And you can do multiple laps, but one lap is 1K. And it's just, it's amazing. It's rated one of the top uh, 100 open water swims in the world and um, it's like 20 minutes from my house so we're super lucky that we can swim year round in fresh water and get those open water experiences down and yeah I'm just super lucky that the area that I live in like I said is, is year round great training I live like 20 minutes from Claremont Florida which is known for being hilly because usually Florida's actually pretty flat um, but they have a great like triathlon kind of community over there and yeah it makes it makes training for all these races a lot easier so if you guys ever want to come to Central Florida, we got a lot of good <laughs> travel and training areas. That sounds brilliant. Is Lucky's the one with the crocodiles in it? So we have a lot of alligators in Florida. Or alligators, yeah. <laughs> There, if you if you look at my Instagram page, I have a lot of pictures there with some really large fish and some. I've I've never seen a real gator there, but I'm sure they're in there. They just hopefully go away as soon as they see a bunch of people like going in to swim. Um, but yeah, I get I get the question about gators like all the time. But I always relate it to like you still get in the ocean and swim, even though you know there's like sharks there. But like the likelihood of getting attacked by a shark or a gator is like so much lower than like dying in a car wreck on the way to go swimming so like i don't know life is is all about risks right so i still end up getting in the water and swimming it's fine but yeah haven't ever actually seen a gator while i'm swimming but we know we know they're there amanda thank you so so much really appreciate you giving up a bit of time yeah absolutely it's been fun follow me on instagram at amandakenny87 such a huge amount of fun chatting to amanda there and if you missed what she mentioned just at the end, that was her mentioning her Instagram profile. So please go and find that online and give her a follow. She's at AmandaKenny87. That is at AmandaKenny87. Look her up, give her a follow, keep an eye on what she's doing. And trust me, you will be inspired or at the very least made green with envy at all the posts she puts on there. Great personality, really fun to spend time with. If there are any other people you would like me to get in touch with and have a chat with, please just fire me a message. 
You can send me an email at trymeariver at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at trymeariver. That is T-R-I, me a river. Or, like Amanda, you can also find me on Instagram at trymeariver underscore pod. Fire me a message, drop me a DM. It would be great to hear who you'd like me to bring onto the show. Any stories that have been going about in the news that you want me to touch on, just shout. I would love to hear from you and we'll do our best to cater for you. As Amanda said there, enjoy your training, make the most of the friends who you do it with, and we will see you again very, very soon.